Network. I'm Liz and I'm here with Trish and Misha. We're the three chicks and this is our first time so it might be a rough little start here but yeah we all met on Clubhouse about a year ago and fast forward to today we're we're doing a podcast So let me introduce Trish and Misha, who have interesting backgrounds. Um, So Trish, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to this podcast today. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've had a lot of experiences and I guess you could call me an experiencer, which just seems to be the term people use, but with paranormal and entities and, and I'm a my lab, which is short for military abductions, which seems to go along with a lot of people that experience, um, interactions with entities tend to sometimes start getting abducted by military as well. And my stuff started for me as a child. And since then I've been recovering memories and it's been a journey. I'm still, it's still a big journey ahead of me. Um, but you know, I've, determined that I've been used in projects and different things and I'm just trying to piece together it's like trying to piece together a puzzle but talking with other experiencers and people that are awake has really helped a lot and meeting you guys on Clubhouse was great. Hi I'm Misha um I uh met these girls about a year ago on a Clubhouse and um we've shared a lot of our uh, personal experiences and we've become really good friends and, you know, they're my tribe. I love them to pieces. And a little bit about me. I have very interesting and colorful background um, with my education, uh, my parents, um, a lot of uh, Masonic ties and um, MK Ultra ties, as well as um, spiritual experiences. Uh, I've been, you know, demonically attacked um, on various occasions. and it's, I'm still, you know, sifting through a lot of uh, my childhood and upbringing and uh, some of uh, the things that I've gone through in my life. And I will be sharing those, um, you know, experiences uh, in a later podcast. Um, but for right now, we're just kind of uh, <laughs> introducing ourselves and getting things started. And I am so blessed um, to be sharing um, just our stories together. Like, and that we found each other based off of what we're going to, we're going through these days with, you know, UFOs. It's like, we're not crazy. <laughs> you know, now the government's, you know, saying, hey, there's aliens out here. You know, um, there's uh, higher levels of consciousness. Um, now we can be free to, you know, speak on these things publicly. Publicly, but not so publicly because we can't speak on social media about these things, not even on Clubhouse. And that's why we're doing this podcast experience for Shepard and Bellis. And if you don't know Shepard, he's like 
he's just really out there and unafraid. And really quick, his website is atn.live. So, oh, I'm Liz and I'm from Texas, but I moved to Europe in 2019. Um, my background is sometimes I don't even know because if I feel like I'm rediscovering my childhood. My parents are from Mexico. My dad was in the Korean War and he was a mechanical engineer and he taught me a lot about energy, magnets, the supernatural, aliens. So that's where I get my love for everything. And I can't wait to have these conversations on this podcast with these two women because they have so much knowledge. It's incredible. But we wanted this first episode to introduce ourselves and to talk about like the meat of everything, like the agenda and talk a little bit about some of the topics we'll be talking, we'll be talking about in the future. So like Misha, you're, you've done a lot of deep diving in this stuff. Tell our listeners about the agenda. What is that? And who's behind it? Well, I mean, the agenda is basically, you know, I mean, everybody's heard you want to get the population down to 500 million, you know, um, it's going to be transhumanism and you won't be eating foods, natural foods, it'll be synthetic foods. It's basically, you know, slavitude uh, for the elites. And, you know, these elites, it's not, you know, yeah, we see like the president of the United States, we see like Putin, you know, they're they're really not the elites, you know, the elites are, are these families that have been in power behind the scenes for many years. And, you know, things are coming to light. Um, and, and a lot of people are sharing, you know, what's been, you know, who's really behind these things like Soros, you know, he's um, a major player in all these protests and wars. He funds them on both sides. You know, we've got Bill Gates, who's buying up farmland and trying to get us to eat that beyond meat, which I think it looks like human flesh. Um, I won't eat it. Sorry. <laughs> and you've got Elon Musk um, with his, you know, foolishness about going to, you know, Mars and colonizing the place. Um, that's, you know, that's a smokescreen. He's going to be living, you know, like a fat cat here off of everybody's backs when um, everything is really, you know, laid out you know and it's it's set in motion well it's actually been in motion you know I, i'm not going to say like agendas the agenda's coming we're already like basically living the beginning stages of the agenda and it's getting kind of scary because people are just not like waking up to what's happening you know and pretty soon i mean we're we're really like facing a food shortage and it's manufactured you know and this fake inflation it's just a lot, you know, in these, this war, you know, <laughs> I, I really just, you know, I just don't even understand how, you know, people are just sitting kind of back and not really protesting against this. And never mind that climate change crap, like, come on, <laughs> with harp, you know, it's just such bullshit. To use distractions to keep everybody occupied so that nobody's focused on what they're actually doing you know, the big picture. And 
and all those people you're naming, the fact that they're all related, you know, like they're kind of like, and, and they're not even the real controllers because behind them is the real, the hidden controllers that you'll never see, that you won't see them as president or queen or king. They're like, you know, they're behind the scenes and they're the ones ultimately controlling all who we call the, the elite and the major families and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's so deep because it's all, you know, these newscasters, they're in on it. You know, these stations, um, the artists, you know, all these celebrities, they push the agenda. If you really look at the music videos of today, I mean, they are so satanic and heavily Masonic um, influence. It's bizarre how, like, nobody's, like, they're just still embracing these people. And they're evil to the core because they're they're helping to push this agenda. You mentioned MK Ultra Misha and and you know like that's something we share in common having that in our background. But the other the other thing with MK Ultra is it's used on a large scale on the masses as well. And that's that's part of why people they're not even, you know, they are under a spell or mind control. It's like actually a form of hypnosis in a sense where things are right in their face and they're not even you know, that, that's the only reasoning I can come up with as to why they're not noticing, like, that all these famous musicians are d- literally doing satanic rituals in their concerts and they're, they're buying their kids tickets to go see them. How come yeah, we're not under the spell? You know, because I was thinking that, like, even the smartest people I know are brainwashed right now. And they're they love to read books and they're not really into mainstream things, but... For some reason, they got the vaccine without question. How come people like us aren't under that spell? Or are we under another another spell? Another type of programming? That's the question, you know. It's like you always have to think, are these memories really my memories? Because their technology that they have, they can manipulate us on so many levels. Like, I'm always... You know, I, I, like I was saying in my intro, I, I've been trying to get back memories because I'm missing all my early childhood memories and stuff like that. So I've been trying to, to figure out, you know, what exactly happened to me. But then I have to question when I do get memories, are they real? You know, because their technology is so sophisticated beyond what most people could even comprehend. I mean, for on my end, um, the way that I was, I was raised in my education kind of, I mean, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't trade it for the world, to be honest, especially in these times, because it it prepared me for this. Um, What their intentions um, for me were, I didn't fulfill them. But it, but I learned about, you know, mind control and programming at, uh, back when I was in the sixth grade, that we actually studied it. We actually learned how to um, create subliminal messages and, and how the um, media influenced, um, people to purchase things and, and push people in, in certain directions and how the you know textbooks were lies. Um, but it's not, I'm not saying that I was immune to, to um, any kind of NK Ultra programming. They did, they did things to me. Um, you know, it was a lot of childhood trauma and a lot of, you know, push and pull. They love to do that. You know, one embraces you while the other one, you know, <laughs> beats you. Um, or torment you. So 
I'm not, you know, I'm not immune to, to that, but I'm also aware of, of these tactics that are done on the masses, uh, you know, as a whole. It's like, you know, you're mentioning that, like, they do good things and bad things. Like, they use trauma. Trauma is, like, a big tool for them. And, you know, there's trauma-based mind control, which is, I believe, what happened to me as a child, which is why I don't have my memories because of the trauma. But they, they use trauma to bring out abilities in children that they want to use in their projects and stuff. But they use it on the masses, like these false flags, that's trauma. So that's another form of them using trauma-based mind control on the masses to get the result that they're you know, trying to achieve. Because ultimately what the media is doing is they're manipulating everybody at a subconscious level because our thoughts are powerful and we are, we're, we're the creators in this realm, they're not. So they're using us to create the realm they want with everybody under this mind control. As long as they have the majority focused on the TV and the news and buying everything they're saying, you know, their agendas plays out the way they want it. You're so right. Because so part of my background is journalism. Been studying journalism actually since I was 14 years old. But now I see it completely different. I see it as... The television, you're right, it is a tool to help manifest manifest the world that they want. So every time you're watching the news, so if you watch the news in Dallas, Texas, it's almost the exact same broadcast somewhere in, you know, let's just say Boston. And they've done these things where they... Um, they have the the one broadcast side to side with the other and they're saying the exact same things like aren't they supposed to be independent of each other like who's giving them the scripts and all that people are sitting watching television listening to the radio and they're listening to the same messages and that fear that energy manifests you know so if you have a commentator that's talking about the food shortage or you know all the stuff that's going on riots and corona and everything that we've been through these past two years for example we're actually helping manifest that world that's to me is a really frightening realization it's so true if we it's like the simpsons you know how they like that predictive programming, you know, they're, they've, they wrote the script, you know, it's their script, it's their story that they want to play out. You know, the, 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 the Simpsons aren't predicting anything, you know, they're running the script as planned. And, but it's predictive programming because they're telling you what you're going to, what's going to happen because they're making it happen. It's not by happenstance. It's not like, oh, they're seers and they can see into the future. No, they're writing the future and they're just prepping you for it. And like I said, when I was a child, I was well aware of these things. I, I was taught these things and I was told how, you know, they manipulate you. They they pull at your heartstrings. I remember when um, I was taken to see Bambi and I was horrified, you know, that his mom had gotten killed. And I was told they're doing this on purpose to get you sad and to get you upset. Now, looking back, it's like, who would, who would tell a child that? Like, what were you prepping me for? Um, but that was with a lot of things. I have a leg up, but then I also have to sit there and wonder what the heck I was programmed to do. 
that's also very scary for me. Well, and th- what Liz was referring to, in case anybody listening is wondering, when she said about the news re- reporters, if you, you could do a search, and there's videos out there where people have actually taken clips from all over the place of, you know, every state, like a bunch of news reporters from all different states and everything, and they're all saying exactly, like, word for word, exactly the same thing. So clearly they're all reading from a script that was given to them. You know, and that's just, it gives you an idea of the level of programming, you know, and, and whatever their agenda is, they come up with, I mean, everything is scripted. That's like one of the hardest parts of, a, of waking up for people is realizing that everything is scripted. You know, even what we hear as personal lives or some of these movie stars, that's scripted to try to play out some type of agenda. You really have to step back and look at things. Like when you talked about looking back at your childhood, Liz, once you start realizing all this, you do have to look back at your childhood because you're literally looking back with a new set of eyes that you see things that, you know, your perception has been opened up and you see things that you never even noticed before. Yes, it's, I always say it's a remembering. It's more of a, a remembering instead of a waking because really I think we all deep down, we, we know we have the memories in us. We just have to get them back up, you know, bring them to the surface again because we've purposely been given amnesia. Yeah, and one of the powerful things that I have had throughout my life since, you know, my first memories, I've always been a lucid dreamer. I've always had like strange, powerful dreams. I remember being three or four years old and dreaming about like the end of the world, like Jesus coming back and fire everywhere and and scary things like that. And I didn't really go to to church at that time. So I didn't know these biblical stories. I didn't know that much about Jesus. How am I dreaming these crazy things? And I know Trish and Misha, you guys are also, you know, travelers and dreamers. I hope like we can do a show about that because that would be an interesting deep dive into what are the crazy things that we have experienced in our dreams or our astral travels. Oh, definitely. We definitely have to cover that. I mean, and I, I also have experienced it like awake. There was a time when I had a friend that died when I was I was young, and I used to think that she, it was her voice that used to warn me. You know, you know that little voice in your head like you need to go home now or you know don't do that. And I thought that was her warning me. But then I realized um, a couple of years ago when I had an encounter with my higher self, that that was me. (laughs) So yeah, we definitely have to cover um, that because we all three of us have uh, a lot of um, spiritual encounters. And I find you guys' stories so interesting. And when you're out of your body, you realize there's this whole other, there's all these other realms outside of this one, you know, and that's really hard for people to grasp because in these physical bodies, you know, what people don't realize is their perception is literally just a sliver of what's really out there. You open up, your, and for me, that was a big part of, like, you know, that's when I started catching all the interference and realizing that there was stuff that was probably happening all my life. I just wasn't catching it because my perception was limited. And they do that by design. Like, you know, the food, the water, the air, all filled with toxins to limit our abilities, to limit what we're capable of, 
And, you know, when you detox your body and clean out those metals and everything, it, it starts to open up the perception and you start to see things that you never saw before. And, it, and if you do leave your body you're, and you're in your energy body, you'll, you can see other realms, you see other beings, and you realize there's all sorts of life outside of what we see in this physical realm. It's scary, but it's exciting too. It can be scary too, though. I'm not going to lie. Some of the other things that control us, weather manipulation. I know I see those chemtrails, although people are saying, oh no, they're not chemtrails. I'm, I've been hearing that lately. The people who talk about weather manipulation are like, no, those aren't chemtrails. They're uh, something something else. Cloud seeding. I thought that was the same thing, but apparently it's not. But some of our listeners might have heard of HARP, and that is not only a weather manipulation tool, it's also a mind control tool, which I think is interesting. So that would be a good show, you know, if we can get somebody who's an expert that's willing to talk (laughs) and tell us, maybe a pilot or something. Yeah, that would be interesting. Did a little doubt, you know, deep diving into the harp uh, thing. I, I remember when they came out with that um, movie, Geostorm. It was a, <laughs> I didn't really care for the movie. It was quite horrible. But um, the premise was, you know, this weather machine and them, you know, um, kicking off this series of natural disasters with this weather machine. And that was a few years ago. Like I said, they, they, they throw all this stuff in your face because they're prepping you for what, you know, what's to come or what they're, they're not going to hide anymore. And they get, you know, they get people accustomed to it. Like, I mean, people right now are considering transhumanism, <laughs> altering your DNA and AI, you know, taking over everything, you know, jobs. Uh, you can even go stay in a hotel that's run by AI. Like, you know, who wants to do that? So already, you know, people are prepping for, the, you know, all these things that they're like pushing uh on us and and they're warming to it they're they're rallying for it that's what scares me the most you mentioned transhumanism and that that's the thing the the real thing that's going on like behind all these distractions and and even the harp and what we see on the tv and the predictive programming and all that behind all that is a spiritual war and it's a war we've been a part of for a long time even though we don't have, you know, most of us have had our memories wiped regarding that. We've been in a war. And ultimately, what's taking place right now is this war is coming to a head. And it's a war for our souls. I mean, I guess I'm going really deep. But that, that ultimately is at least how I see what's happening. And, and the transhumanism plays a big factor in that. Because if they can get people, because that's the thing. The, these entities that are ultimately in control here, they do follow these laws. And part of these laws or rules that they follow is that we have to give consent. They're tricky about it. They're sneaky about it. You know, like one of the things they they show us things in the movie. And if we don't protest it, as far as they're concerned, we're deeming, you know, we're giving consent for them to do it. And with the transhumanism, if they can promise people immortality, you know, we can transfer your consciousness into a young version of yourself over and over and you can live forever. People, you know, that's going to be, that's going to feel appealing to people and they'll sign up for that willingly. And what they won't realize is that by doing that, they're going to be disconnecting themselves from spirit and hooking themselves probably into a new system that's 
these entities, you know, want us hooked into. So yeah, they'll make it glamorous, but really it's not glamorous. Well, they've been conditioning us with like, if you watch vampire movies or vampire stories, that's what it is, you know, because you have to give the consent for them to enter your house or whatever. Well, that's the consent, isn't it? And then like the Twilight movies, they, yeah, I read the Twilight books. (laughs) They are. I like like those movies. (laughs) I'm not ashamed. (laughs) They were good. Um, Just a certain actress wasn't that great. Oh God, the the movies ruined it. (laughs) But the books were good. The movies were great. But in the books, the vampires come from, like, an old family. You know, it talks about the ancient families and how they became vampires. And now I think if I go back and read those Twilight books, it's going to be a completely different book for me, knowing what I know now. It's like, this is what's what's going on. And that's what you were talking about, the consent, Trish, is... They're they're showing us in these books what they're doing. Oh yeah, they're and, they're sneaky. And but what I really pisses me off is not any none of us, I'm quite sure, have consented to them, you know, altering our food. When I read that Skittles article, you know, that really pissed me off to the core because you know, kids buy that, you know, people buy that. It doesn't say on there, hey, you know what? We're we're gonna alter your DNA. We're gonna tamper with your DNA if you eat this candy. I mean, that's where you, and then if you still purchase it, now you've given your consent. But where you're hiding these chemicals or natural flavors, and we know that that's, you know, you're putting human flesh in, in a lot of these foods because the FDA allows them to have up to 6% of human flesh into the food. And I'm not giving my consent to that. You know what I'm saying? I would never. But they, they trick you. And, and, and I don't think that's right. You know, that, I think that's breaking universal law right then and there. Natural. I hate them. That meat in the ingredients. Because, and, and you guys know I'm vegan. So I always look at the ingredients to make sure, you know, it's, it's to see if it's vegan. And when they have natural as an ingredient, natural ingredients. And so, you know, what, what does that mean? Yeah, who knows? Like you said, they trick us into consenting to things. Yeah, they're very yeah, natural human. I guess that counts as natural. <laughs> yeah, but they make us they make us work for it though. So if they say natural flavors or they put the list of all this, you know, these long names that we don't have any idea what they are, is it like they're writing a fine line because they're saying, "Okay, we're giving you this information." If you really want to know what it is, go research it. And most of us don't do that. I, I don't eat that food anymore anyway, so it doesn't affect oh, yeah, me anymore. Oh, yeah, but they'll say like, something like, oh, it's a preservative. You know, <laughs> these are the preservatives, monoclonal, blah, 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 blah. You know, and you're like, okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, I even look at my pets. I scrutinize the food that I feed to my pets because there is stuff in there that is um, detrimental to their health. And... They told it as it's safe. It's it's not safe. These alphabet agencies have never been in the human's best interest. It's always been in the interest of these globalists to our detriment. All ABC agencies, not just one. <laughs> well, they're the scriptwriters. It's funny that they're the Mars Corporation. 
Yes. So Mars is like, is he the god of war? I always get those confused. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was Mars or Mercury, right? I'm not sure which one's the god of war. But Mars plays like a huge part um, when you get into that whole dome theory, like we're in the dome. Or even, you know, if uh, I read the CIA document where um, the soldier, I think it was a soldier or, or, you know, somebody that was working uh, there, they sent him to Mars uh, via astro travel. So that was an interesting read. But yeah, Mars between, you know, and, and then you've got that um, book that was written, I forgot, uh, it was a few years ago, like many years ago, about Elon and Mars. And then now we have Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. I was just watching a video about Elon Musk today. And what a, they called him the Trojan horse because he's not what he seems. People think that he grew up poor in South Africa and that like his family struggled, but that's not true at all. Their family was like super rich and all. Um, companies that he owned, he pretty much stole them. <laughs> they weren't even his ideas or, or anything like that. He he freaking stole those companies. And now he's, you know, pretending like he's for free free speech and he's like the good guy. But I don't I don't see how anyone can can like believe him. Yeah, you know what I mean? They play roles. I was going to say what's comical is that um, he's um, he's against AI. Like you know, AI should be regulated, but isn't his cars run off of AI? You know, he double talks, and people buy into it like he's some freaking savior. People like that's the other thing that it's hard for people to understand is that these people are they're playing roles, and sometimes they play multiple roles like within our lives, and we don't realize like it 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 goes so deep like. And we were talking about vampires, Liz, and you see these photos of like movie stars and politicians and stuff. And then they show people are find photos of ident- people that are identical to them from a hundred years ago. And, you know, I used to think that, oh, well, they must be cloning themselves. But really, you know, the vampire thing, I think they are ancient vampires and, and they've probably been here the whole time. They just keep playing different roles and, and they, whatever they need done, they're going to play that role. And they, there's going to be good guys and bad guys. That's how they lure people in. And I'm not going to mention any names, but, you know, they, there will be guys playing the good guys. And that's the easy way to trick people and lure them into giving consent. Yeah, a yeah, lot of these, at that, lot of these podcast people, really the villain. you know, the controlled opposition. You didn't mention any names, Trish, but we all know a certain podcaster that has the number one podcast in the world and is he real he's making millions on spotify is he is he controlled by someone never know they mix truth in they a lot there's these people have infiltrated you know the alternative media or the truth or community whatever you want to call it and they they'll, they'll put out some good you know bombs of truth to lure people in and then they start mixing in the lies and, and the true agenda once they have people trusting them and listening to them. Yeah, you have to really use discernment. Discernment, you know, <laughs> I've heard it said, but it's true. Discernment is key. Trust no that, one. Nisha? Oh, no, I was going to say, like, you know, 
Apology is a perfect example of how they play like the the, the hero and the villain roles, and, and but they're all villains. <laughs> I mean, come on, they all peddle the same exact campaigns, right? They're going to solve the economy problem. They're going to solve, you know, um, medical. They're going to solve, you know, they're going to create jobs. They're going to do all these things. Education. They have been saying the same stuff for as long as I can remember. And nothing has changed. You know, it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and, And it's just the hero and the villain role. They play it all the time. They play it in music, you know, with the celebrities. Like somebody's the bad boy, then they'll redeem him. It's always this push and pull, push and pull. And it's by design. And and a lot of it too is testing out what how they can manipulate the public. Like how easy is it to manipulate the public? I mean, how do you make a poison and peddle the cure at the same time? <laughs> you know, with this corona crap. And, and people just buy right into it. When people really just wake up, that's when we're gonna see a change. Control that's I mean, that is their thing. That's their ultimate tool. And they they've been using it. Like Nisha, you had that picture from Egyptian times showing them using mind control, and and that's been and that's how old these these beings are. They're beyond that, and they've been using mind control the whole time. And I always call them mind parasites because really that's how they play their game. And and like any parasite remaining hidden is you know like you know once you find a tick on your dog, you're going to remove the tick. So the tick's done. So if that's the thing with these parasites, you know, what, that's why they try to remain hidden, the, the real controllers. Because once people are aware of them, then their game is up. So, and, and they're getting, it, things are getting revealed now, but there's still so many people that seem to still be under their spell, you know, under the mind control. And they use everything from media to pharmacology. You know, they use these drugs People call them medicine, but I call them drugs. The earth gives you the medicine. But these things created in the lab are drugs. And they're meant they're not meant to heal you. They're just meant to mask the symptoms of, of something. Instead of getting to the root of any issue that you have, like cancer, it's just going to mask it. It's not going to give you healing, you know? It's just a vicious circle of the the drugs keep you keep you sick with all the um, what do you call it side effects and things like that. But isn't isn't that a word in the Bible as well? What's it called? Does anybody know? It has that pharma root. It's it's Greek, isn't it? I I can't remember off the top of my head either. And it <laughs> means like magic or something, right? Something like that. Sorry about my dog. Your <laughs> dog knows me. You should put him on the mic. He's, he's showing his bratty self out now. You know, I think he's trying to hustle for more water. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a time. Um, I remember my grandmother. She was. She, I go over her house. And, oh, let me make you some coffee, dear. Whatever. And I see her clutching her chest. And, uh, you know, making these little noises. So I'm like, what's wrong with you? Oh, nothing. It's been going on for two weeks. I'm like, what do you mean two weeks? So, uh, you know, this commercial comes on, you know, one of those stupid, uh, you know, commercials. Oh, it was about Lipitor. And so they're listing all of these side effects. And one of them is chest pains. So I say, you know, aren't you taking Lipitor? She said, yeah. And I go, well, stop taking it because right there it's giving you chest pains. 
and the Lipitor is supposed to treat um, high cholesterol. And I said, well, who cares about high cholesterol? You can manage that with a diet. You're going to drop dead from a heart attack or whatever this you know drug is doing to you. And that's what's happening. I mean, they, they, they throw these drugs out there and all these other side effects are giving you other sicknesses. And then they give you a pill for that. So now, you know, that one pill has caused you to have all of these other issues. And next thing you know, you're on five pills and 10 pills. And then next thing you know, you're just dead after a while because it's just tearing you down. It's breaking down your system. You know, these people are truly monsters. But it could have been worse, Misha. <laughs> yeah, she could have just changed her diet and been healthy. <laughs> no, that's what they say. Really they always say, well, it could have been worse. I know, right? <laughs> the people that got corona after they were vaccinated, but it could have been worse, you know, if they didn't have that vaccine, even though all the non-vaccinated people are hardly getting it. Yeah. Oh, did you and see you know, that new study out? Did you see that new study? That because um, uh, UK they've been they they've really been on top of it. Yeah, of course, you know the United States they want to sweep it under the freaking rug because they make so much money off of this vaccine. But they were saying that the death rate was the highest, and um, in the people that were triple jabbed versus people that were didn't you know take any of that stuff, and that their immune system was significantly impaired after three jabs compared to a non-vaccinated person. So, I mean, the studies are coming out, but people still, especially in the States here, if it isn't on freaking, you know, ABC, Fox News or CNN, they're not going to listen to anything. And some of them don't even want to hear it and can be that strong. And I've experienced it personally with people that I know that I couldn't even mention that word, you know, like, they didn't. Even, I wasn't allowed to discuss the vaccination because I had a different view than they did, type of thing. But now, four jobs later, they're coming to me asking for me if I know any ways to help them because the fourth one almost killed them, type of thing. And you know, I can only speak from personal experience, but personally, every single person I know that that did get the job has been sick, like on a regular basis, where they weren't before. That's that's personally what I've from the people that I know in my life. Same here. And it's just common sense if you think about it. Like when in recent history, in the past hundred years, did people take four freaking vaccines for one virus in less than a year? Because it's been less than a year and these people took four. You know, the, the yeah. flu, you only take once a year. So like, how is that not... A red flag to some people. Israel, they took like six jabs already, or, or if not more. That's just insanity to me. Well, insanity or programming, you know, or a combination thereof. It's, it's, it, that's when, like, like, Liz, you were saying, I've never seen, like, people that I've always thought were smart, they're, they're doing this, the stupidest thing. It doesn't make any sense. And I see the same thing. And it's like the only thing I can think of is it must, you know, it's got to be the mind control like they're really i can't think of any other reason why people that i've seen that it, throughout my life that have seemed like they were intelligent people making decisions that are not intelligent you know what, what other explanation could there be well that's like the people that i've shared i mean I'm, I'm looking at people i was in science class with right and they're buying into this climate crap about zero carbon emissions 
we're freaking carbon. Like, I just, I, I can't, I, I still, I just can't even wrap my head around the fact that your science class taught you <laughs> that we're carbon. We take in oxygen, we breathe out carbon monoxide. The soil needs carbon to grow, you know, the plants and the trees. How is it the enemy? <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, it's like, what, what, what kind of programming did they have? You know, because maybe we could be selling them like swampland or something for, you know, and telling them that it's paradise because this is just asinine. You know, this is stupidity at its core. No, we need to be selling carbon credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Trish, you're a biologist. Like, what do you think of all this climate stuff? Yeah. Being a scientist to me doesn't, you know, like people see like, oh, you're a scientist. But now that I realize how much of schooling is programming and how much of what we're taught as science isn't even real. It's, I see things completely differently now. And, and I don't, you know, I don't agree with, I see climate change as an agenda. And I see a lot of people that have all this, edu you know, background in education and all the schooling and degrees and different science and everything. And they're taking, their word is taken as, oh, well, they're scientists. It must be true. To me, it doesn't give you much validity anymore because I realized how, how much of it has been, even our, our history too in school, like how much of our schooling has been lies. So, so yeah, I, the climate change, I see that as an agenda and along with a lot of things out there that we've been lied to about. That's a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> Oh, I know. I mean, think about, remember when they were like, the earth is repairing itself. You know, animals were breeding again because when you know everybody was on lockdown. Now, all of a sudden, the world is like gone to hell in a handbasket <laughs> in like not even a year's time. How is that possible when it was just replenishing itself? But people will buy anything that these people say. It's, it's just really wild. Because the cows are farting again, Misha. They didn't fart for two oh, years, oh. and now they're going back. <laughs> that yep, to me is the most. Yeah, cows didn't fart for a whole year, and now it's like they're they're on blast. They've held it in. And that to me was the most hilarious thing. Was oh no, the farting cows. <laughs> That's gonna be our destruction. Are the cows? <laughs> I think it's hilarious too how the same people who talk about climate change are the ones that were okay with people wearing the blue toxic masks. And I saw those everywhere on the floor, on the, you know, the sidewalks, like nasty. And those things are going to end up in the ocean. And they're going to, because of all the toxins that they have, they're going to kill a lot of animals in the ocean. But no one, I never heard anyone talk about that. And that, to me, is more dangerous than... Whatever they're talking about. They won't talk about that because that goes against their agenda, you know, and mass is, that's part of their agenda. You know, that's an area that even if they're environmentalists, they probably won't talk about it. They have to follow the, the script. <laughs> well, that's just like all these Americans that talk about um, freedom. Then they're talking about forcibly jabbing people over something that's uh, like having a freaking flu. It's just, it's bizarre. You know, people just, it's like common sense has eluded them. And then they're pushing, they're helping push these agendas. Freedom and choice, they're that, that's all illusion. And they, they work hard, hard on making people think that they have freedom and thinking 
that their choices matter. Well, our choices do matter. I don't want to say our choices don't matter because on many levels they do. But as far as these um, hidden controllers are concerned, they try to give us the illusion of choice when it comes to like politics and stuff like that. But really, you know, so we don't realize that they're really controlling everything. And people think that they do have some type of freedom. But we're the yeah, most they, they free. They have a, the freedom, but you hear the, but then they're also acting like tyrants, trying to impose their views on other people. And in, you know, in America, you know, we're supposed to have medical autonomy. You know, we're supposed to have medical autonomy over our own person and that of our children. And you, you've seen people like just to shut up and take the jab. What? I was just, I, I, I was like, what happened to my country? Like, it did seem like it was just like overnight, where it just got really, really wild, where um, people were just acting like tyrants and imposing their views on, on other people. I, I, I just, it didn't even feel like America. It, it doesn't feel like America anymore. And they did, they were very clever because they said, if you don't wear a mask, if you don't get the jab, you're going to hurt other people. And so you don't want to be that person that hurts, that gives that grandma in the nursing home COVID because you didn't want to wear a mask or you didn't want to get the vaccine, which they made us believe you have to get the vaccine so that people will be safe. Okay. But the mask thing, that really annoyed me because people were really angry if you walked in a place and weren't wearing a mask. Oh, no, but then you go in a restaurant and the virus is so smart that, you know, when you walk in the restaurant, you've got to have the mask on. But when they see you, you can take it off because the virus knows, let you eat. I'm going to attack you, though. As soon as your food is done, you know, and you yeah. get up to leave, you better put that mask on. If you go to the huh? toilet, wear the mask because I'm going to get you. And then look at all those poor elderly people that were in nursing homes, right? They couldn't be visit. They wouldn't let anybody visit them. But they were dying of COVID. So where are they getting it from? You know, because they had them on a severe lockdown. They couldn't even have visitors. That, w that was crazy to me. And all the people that I know that every time I hear somebody died, I don't know anybody personally that died from COVID. But all the stories I hear of people dying from COVID, they died while they were in the hospital. Nobody died of COVID in their home. So I found that to be very odd. So the elderly died? probably dead of loneliness because they weren't even allowed to have their families come in and visit them. To me, that was so ludicrous to people that were in hospitals. One of the greatest ways you heal is through love and, and your support from those around you. And that was completely cut off, especially in nursing homes. It's just ridiculous. It was cruel. It was very cruel and, and just disgusting. I think in parts of England, they're still doing that where you can't, go into the hospital and visit your loved one unless you are vaccinated, I believe. I think it's England or some countries in Europe are still are still doing that. And you have to wear a mask if you go into a hospital or doctor's office too. Oh yeah, they they're not dropping that. You you've got to wear a mask and go And you know what? I'm not I to be honest, I, I don't care about that because hospitals are just like disgusting germ places. So, I mean, I don't mind when I have to go into a hospital, if I have to put my mask on. I'm not wearing it on the street. I'm not, you know, going to be one of these bozos riding in a car by myself with a mask on and gloves on. 
um, or on a bicycle riding. Like, what are you protecting yourself from? Yeah, exactly. It's just so ridiculous, yeah, you know. Or I see people jogging with masks on. I'm like, are you okay? Like, you need help. In your state, you were telling me, Misha, that your state just barely lifted some of the mandates, right? This past week. Um, well, what I found out was, um, so when they try to impose it on, like, you have to take um, the vaccine for, um, like, specialty programs and stuff like that. Now, they said they were going to lift that back in, what, like, April, I think. But um, that was still in the language of uh, my daughter's basketball camp information. But when um, they were, when my ex-husband called, they said, oh, no, 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 you don't need to be vaccinated. She doesn't need to wear a mask. If she wants to, she can. So I found that odd, though, because it's like, why are you still passing out that paperwork if you dropped it? So that was weird. But no, they, they don't make you test for anything because they stopped that. Actually, they stopped that earlier because I went to a concert and I didn't have to wear um, masks were optional and you didn't have to test either or um, that whole vaccine card crap. That was like short lived here as well. You yeah. just have to wear in, um, your mask in the hospital. Yeah, that's all it is. Take your animal to the vets, right? I took my I took my dog to the vet. Actually, she's got to go back and get the, the rest of her shots. Um, and I didn't have to wear a mask and I actually got to be with her while she was getting her in shot. So that was a good thing. That's but, um, you got to well, that, this place is like a kind of vaccination clinic. I'm wondering though, if the vet that I had to take, um, her to last year, um, if they still like, you know, make you wait in your car and they take your dog. Cause I'm going to have to, uh, take uh, my big boy over there. And I'm kind of concerned because he's not nice. <laughs> and, you know, taking him away from mommy is not going to be a good good thing. So I'm I'm hoping, though, that they'll let me at least walk him in. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that really bothers me is when they started doing that, where you have to sit in your car, even if it's 100 degrees out, while they take your animal back. And, you know, animals, they're already stressed out. They don't know these people. They don't know what's happening. They don't know why they're there. You know, and, and the, one of the main ways you can comfort them is to be with them. And they completely cut that off by this whole thing where you wait in your car. And that really, because I have ferals too, like feral cats. They only trust me. So then I'm handing them over to strangers. So it, it yeah, it's really, and they're still doing that here. It's, they haven't changed it one bit yet. That's really been aggra aggravating me. And that's horrible because it's, it's yeah, like you said, it's, it's very, um, you know, it's, it's very unnerving for the poor animal. They're already, especially if they're injured or something, they need us, you know, they need their, their caretakers. They need, you know, we're, you know, their family. And then you know, we're just handing them off to some strangers and giving them a shot, and you know, whipping out all this equipment. It's scary for them. They don't understand. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's causing stress and, um, on everybody you know just undue stress and, and anguish on everyone and for for what just to torture people you know it's this is a sick game that they yeah of course because that's how they control us with fear even to the most minute level fear fear is is a weapon to control us whether it's you know has to do with our fur babies or you know human babies or the elderly they really just 
ramped up the fear on every level. You're right. Those poor old people died of loneliness, their health deteriorating because they couldn't see their loved ones because you couldn't see them. You couldn't hug them. You could. Oh, my God. Just thinking about it makes me want to cry, honestly. I mean, that's like when you're in a nursing home, what do you look forward to? Seeing your family. And then they just they cut that off. You know, they attack. I just want to quote Max Spears real quick, Mission. <laughs> he he said, you know, I heard him say before he was taken out, they're they're going for the heart, they're attacking our heart. And he's right. They're psychopaths and that's what they're doing. If you step back and look at the big picture, they're attacking our hearts, the things we love, you know, the things that make us who we are. Oh yeah. I was just gonna say I'm so um I love my grandmother and I miss her, you know, every single day, but maybe she knew, you know, let me get the heck out of here because she died in 2019. So maybe she said, Hey, I'm, I'm with this or you're not going to lock me away. I mean, she wasn't in a nursing home and she was at home, but, uh, you know, I would have lost it. I would have lost it. If if she would have just had to, I would have taken her out of there. To be honest, she would have just gotten taken out of there and, and brought home. Um, because there's no way I would have allowed that to happen. And I mean, some people, you know, they've got their jobs or whatever, and, you know, they, they don't want to take on that responsibility. But at the end of the day, you know, the most cruelest way and most inhumane way to treat somebody, to cut them off like that, especially when they're at the end stages of their life, and to die alone without you know, the love of somebody around you, you know, that's, that's just sick. It's just so sick. And, and they're, they're still, you know, I, I'm thinking about, you know, what's really going to, they're really going to be doing to us, you know, in the future, because, you know, of course it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think our hour is up, but we have a, so much material to talk about. Um, if you guys want to have a little closing thoughts and uh, I hope everyone listening enjoyed our our talk and more to come in the future. Woohoo! It's been fun. And, and, you know, we all have to communicating amongst each other is how we start to wake each other up and give, you know, it's how we start to just talking to, to Liz and Misha has sparked memories that, you know, just by talk, having these discussions, it sparks memories. So they're important discussions that we need to have. And, you know, I hope everybody um, starts to talk about these subjects and they don't become so secret. And if you listen to us, we will always be going deep down the rabbit hole. Uh, I'm so glad, you know, everybody uh, tuned in. I really am so um, grateful to have this platform to be able to talk to my friends about what's going on and, and go down those rabbit holes that I've been going down <laughs> since I was a kid. And yes, I hope that, you know, we, people are starting to have these conversations at the dinner table about what's really going on and, and, and starting to question, question everything. You know, don't just take it at face value. Really go down those rabbit holes. If we don't, you know, find out what's going on and put a stop to it, we're just allowing this to happen. I hope in the future, you know, um, we get to, uh, you know, well, in the future, we're going to dive down a lot of rabbit holes. And if any of you listeners have any suggestions of uh, things that you want us to cover, um, please include that in a chat. And we're also going to be having some special guests 
that will be joining us at times. We're probably thinking about doing that like once a month. People will be able to ask them questions as well and they'll be able to share their stories and their experiences. So I really look forward uh, to our next episode. And um, thank you guys again for tuning in.